Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart Mentality Podcast. As always, it's your boy Odem Dell, and alongside me is my man's JD. What's happening? Yo, yo, yo! A little late this week, but yeah. you know, just stuff yeah, going know, on. I, I apologize; it's my fault. You know, had a had a long work work week. You know, uh, also on Thursday, you know, we went to go see that new Deadpool movie. Yes, which was great. You know, and uh. Okay. Speaking of Marvel superhero movies, uh, Titus is casted into a new Marvel movie coming up. Allegedly. So, Allegedly. yeah, so <laughs> let, let's unpack this a little bit because, like, you know, I guess, I guess just breaking down some, some general news. So, like, yeah. all of a sudden, Titus posts up that he's trying to shed a couple, shed a little bit of weight mm-hmm. to get in good shape for a Marvel character, it seems. And he's talked about joining Dave Batista, and he even tagged him in the picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he posted that, my head started spinning because I'm like, okay, so does this mean Marvel Netflix? Does this mean mm-hmm. he's going to be in a movie? And if yeah. that's the case, then who and you know and what? So like, what, what are you thinking? Him and uh, him and Batista are really good friends. I've seen on because yeah. I, I follow both of them on Instagram, and they do post each other a lot. They do, mm-hmm. you know, talk trash about each other a lot. So you know, I didn't know they were cool like that. You know what I mean? I thought it was just you know, like, hey, yeah. his, you know, this is Titus. I used to work, you know, here. I don't, you know, I don't even know if they work together. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but apparently they they do hang out a lot together. So. You know, I could see that Batista got him a role, probably, you know, probably a minor role in one of the upcoming movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who he would play. He'll, you know, it's probably like cop number three. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, so what? What? What I'm assuming is that like, there, there's a couple of different scenarios, right? Because let's say he's just the extra on like Guardians, right? Yeah. Or not even an extra, but like a, a minor character. Like if he's in Guardians, then he could, you know, they could literally make him anybody because in Guardians of the Galaxy, you you know, you have a whole bunch of alien different, you know, ca- types of characters where he could, you know, pretty much be himself but not look exactly like himself. So, you know, they could do they could go that route. Yeah. Um, he could be playing a character, you know, like one of the Kree characters. Cause like, I know, uh, I, I don't know. I was just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah. Cause you know, how they're doing Captain Marvel and they have, you know, Jaiman Hatsu, he, his, his whole crew, like maybe he'll be one of them, yeah. but I'll be like, that's kind of random. But, um, like other than that, like, I can't really imagine, like, I, I don't know what, I don't know like, how well he character. acts, you know, he, he, he's, yeah, kinda, yeah. he's kind of cringeworthy, you know, sometimes in his segments, you know, but he is, he is, he is clean, like smooth when he's talking, you know, he doesn't mm-hmm. have, he doesn't have a lot of mistakes when he's talking on, on WWE, but uh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of the things they have him say does make me go, oh, like, who wrote this shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hopefully if he's and like I- mixed with some Marvel writers, like, you know, it'll have some, it'll, you know, it'll bring the best out of him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to give it a, sh- a chance because you, you know they, they seem to be fun. Like they seem to know what they're doing in terms of hiring the right person for the right role. But it's like I, I was trying to think of like if, if he was getting casted as a primary character or whatever, yeah. who would it be? Yeah. And I can't even really think because, like, in terms of 
black characters in Marvel, right? You know, you have Black Panther and his whole crew. So, and you know, you have Blue Marvel, who, and so for a lot of people probably don't know who Blue Marvel is, but Blue Marvel is like a, a Superman-like character. He's African-American. He's like super smart and extremely strong, but he's like super low-key. He's like C or D tier in terms of popularity. Like almost nobody knows who he is, but yeah. like... I don't necessarily see Titus O'Neil as that type, you know, like he has the build, of course, but I, I don't know. He just, I don't think they would cast him as that character. I don't know why they'd bring that character into the fold because he's more cosmic based. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, who else could he be? So I don't know. I, I, don't, it's, I don't really want to speculate too much. Like it, for all yeah. we know, he could just be playing a role on like, you know, one of the <laughs> Marvel shows. Like he could be in the Punisher or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, as a side character uh, or Daredevil. Also, like, I, did, I didn't even notice it. Like I, I knew the cop looked familiar, but my brother, he, he, you know, he, you know, he oh, was yeah, catching yeah. up on Atlanta late. And so he pointed out that Percy, uh, Percy Watson was the uh, the cop in Atlanta. Yeah, no, I, I noticed that as soon as it happened. I thought I told you. Oh, well, no, I, no, I didn't no. want to I, I looked at him and I was like, I was like, I know him from somewhere, but <laughs> he did. He did look, I think he looked a little bigger in the in the role too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. His facial hair is a bit different. Like yeah. he shaved mustache or whatever. Well, I, for, I forgot what the case was, but um, yeah, that was that was cool though. I like how he was in there. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, moving along, man. You don't want want to spend too much on the the. Uh, TVs and other shows, you know. So this is a wrestling podcast, you know. So we're gonna get into the wrestling. Uh, this week they had the NBC Upfronts, uh, which the Upfronts is basically where the the TV stations show off their their lineup for the coming up year for the fall and in the summer and all that stuff, basically so they could sell ads. And um, uh, WWE uh, was there for NBC because you know NBC owns USA. And at the upfronts, uh, Nia challenged Ronda Rousey to a championship match. How do you feel about that? So, I'm of two my like two. You know, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain because, on one hand, when they first announced it, I had the same thought that everybody else did, right? Where they're like, "Oh, Nia." And Ronda having this match, and Ronda hasn't had a match yet aside from her W. I mean, for her from her WrestleMania match, so she's just getting, and you know, a favoritist type of title match because she's a draw. And I was like, that you know, I, I don't really know how I feel about that. But um, they were quick to to go and post a video soon after of the the actual challenge being made. And it was Naya going up to Ronda, challenging Ronda. And then Ronda's like, hey, well, you know, I've only had one match. I don't think I'm ready. There's other people in line. And then Ron- and then Naya's pretty much like, well, I want to fight you. So when they put that spin on it, I was like, okay, like that's, that's kind of unique because, you know, it's, it's not – I, you know, I, I can't really think of many cases often where the champion is calling out their their challenge, you know, aside from like the open challenge type thing. But this is like, you know, a direct style challenge. Now, obviously, like we all know, it's still a, uh, you know, it's for it's for numbers, it's for marketing or whatever. But I, I think 
I think it's interesting to say, like, if anything, you know, and I, I don't I don't necessarily think Ronda's going to win. Like, I feel like there's going to be some kind of, you know, Alexa interruption. Like, you know, there's going to be some kind of storyline build here because it's only money in the bank. And, you know, the focus is going to be on those money in the banks. So it's like it would be kind of weird to me to have Ronda win for no reason or for her to win and then get cashed in on, you know, something weird. Like mm-hmm. that'd just be weird. So, uh, uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. I still got Ronda versus Charlotte at, uh, WrestleMania next year. Um, yeah. 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 So I think, I don't think Ronda's winning. I think it's going to be, a uh, somebody's going to interfere. Maybe Natalia, uh, you know, maybe she gets jealous that, you know, she doesn't have a, a championship, uh, match or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, she's been feuding with Mickey James lately, so maybe her and Mickey James could go at it for a feud. Cause I mean, I, either, I would definitely like to watch that honestly. Yeah, cause, either, you know, either or, I would like either or Mickey or Natalia because they're both veterans. They both know what the hell they're doing, and they both can make Ronda look good. So exactly. So I'm cool with either or. So, so to, to piggyback off of that though, I want to kick off the Ronda watch for this week because we have a little controversy that I've been mulling over for the past few days, and I'm not necessarily sure, but I feel like, um, you know, it's at least for a reason for discussion, because, so, she had, you know, WWE is in Europe right now for their European tour, and while they were over there, they had a few house shows, and Ronda had her first um, house show match out there, um, and... It wasn't televised, obviously, but they, you know, made some clips and put it on YouTube and kind of, you know, were trying to say, hey, look, she's, you know, she did her thing. And it was it wasn't even really that much of a thing. It was a triple threat with her, um, Natalia and who was it? It was it was uh, her, it, it, it was her. Was it Natalia? It was, well, if it was Natalia, it was her, Natalia and Ember Moon. Oh, and Ember. Yeah, yeah. It was her, yeah. Natalia, and Ember versus. Yeah. Um, it wasn't all of the Riot Squad, was it? I think I don't know, but Mickey James was. I there. think it was like yeah, no, it was like Mickey James, Ruby Riot, and maybe Liv or something. Mm-hmm. Regardless, regardless, like they they had this match and Ronda gets the hot tag at the end and she she goes in and she lays away. She does you know a couple of those like rolling clotheslines which look look pretty good. Yeah. Um, she flipped a pe- some people over, and then she did her punch combinations, and then she hit a pretty nice finisher. Like she, she, she pretty much did like a. I don't even know what to call it, but she, she kind of like an armbar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was like a, a like flip a, transition into an armbar, like a rolling armbar. I don't know what to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it looked nice though. Like you know, from whatever angle they showed it. Like I don't know if that's actually going to be her finisher, but if yeah. it is that's really good but i mean it was short it was only like a minute and a half but yeah i mean on a, in a in a sense it's good that she is having this in-ring experience and she's kind of getting to get her feet wet because usually on nxt like when the wrestlers ha- have been kind like people know about them but they might not be as seasoned mm-hmm. they do a whole bunch of house shows until they get you know seasoned enough to be on tv yeah. And this is kind of like a unique situation, obviously, but you know, I feel like this is kind of them at least trying to get her doing something before. Obviously, you know, now she has this championship match, and 
um, you know, I guess another layer is that because she's working against Naya, they're they're kind of giving her somebody where the tempo doesn't have to necessarily be high speed. It's going to be more holds, and you know, it's probably going to be a lot of submissions. And, and Naya's probably going to throw her across the ring yeah, a couple power times. Challenge. Yeah, um, and at least until whatever schmaz happens, because I, I there's no like, I, I have a hard time seeing it going clean, but. Um, I'm I'm still not gonna count it because I think when I initially started the Ronda watch I said televised. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not even talking about pay per views. I'm talking about Raw. Like, <laughs> until until she has her first televised Raw match. Yeah, I wonder where that's gonna be. I think I think it has to be somewhere. Well, I would think it would have to be somewhere big, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to put it somewhere tiny, like you know. Well, what's her what's her hometown? Where the fuck is Ronda from? She's probably from like Boston or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> that would be funny. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me let me let me check real quick, yo. Uh, but yeah, yeah. what do you what do you think she's from? I don't know. I don't know. I have she no idea. Like, I don't know. I have no idea where what the origin of Ronda is. Ronda Rousey. Let's check. I'm I'm checking right now on Google. I'm gonna tell you. I know somebody's probably listening. Like she's. She's from Milwaukee, you dickheads. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's from Cali. Yeah, she's from Cali. Okay. Riverside. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they, they might do that. Uh, I, oh, I wouldn't shit. be surprised. Riverside, motherfucker. <laughs> Juice. <laughs> she's from Riverside, California. That's hilarious, yo. And she lives in Venice. Okay. Not bad. All right, all right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's a possibility. But anyways, uh, like the the Ronda watch continues for now. But at least she's doing some stuff. But you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So um, moving along, man. Also at the upfronts uh, happened, we got news that WWE signed a new deal for Raw, which is is worth four hundred million dollars a year. That's it's crazy. That's crazy right there. Like I. You know, as much as we give WWE shit, you know, for saying, you know, it's not doing well, blah, 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 blah. The ratings aren't as good as the Attitude Era. Them motherfuckers is getting money. Like, yeah. <laughs> how and they're still, the, they're still the big company yeah. doing it. And, you know, they make so much off of revenue, you know, off of merch and whatever else. Like, they're still. And they said, this is the, they said this is like now, like the. The televised shows are starting to make more money than the actual pay per views. Remember back in the day, yeah, they'll yeah, get their I, money did, for the pay per views, and it's like now yeah. it's just meh. It, didn't they say something about like I I don't know where I saw this probably on YouTube or something, but they were saying something about how going forward the emphasis is going to be placed more on that the the, the TV shows than the pay per views, or they're going to be trying to make like. Raw yeah. almost a bigger deal than the pay per views, which is could, fucking weird. Because I mean, if that's the case, hell, then what's yeah. the why? Like, I could, I could see, I could see that. But here's why: is because the pay per views are now dual branded, and you can't fit everybody on the pay per views, and some people are going to get left yeah. off, including champions. Like we didn't have the tag team, we didn't have a single tag team championship match at Backlash, mm-hmm. and so. The, those matches are gonna um, like a lot of people are gonna get left off the cards or whatever. So, in order for you have to make the other shows seem as big as the the the, the, the dual brand. So I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as they do it, like gonna be mad yeah. weird though. I just hope they don't have shitty writing, man. That's all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, you can count on them to do that, but I mean. <laughs> 
when you think about like it's not impossible because when you think about how they build up to title matches on yeah. NXT or even on WWE like on on Raw and SmackDown like when they do it right where you know they plant a seed and then they say you know they they make a call out for next week and it kind of gives you a motivation to be like okay well I want to watch Raw next week because they're having this title match or you know they're having the stipulation type match because of whatever hap- just happened, you know? So mm-hmm. as long as the, the buildup from week to week is strong or, you know, for whatever title matches they save for raw instead of the pay-per-views, that'd be cool. But, you know, it's just weird to hear that, you know, to, well, to hear um, a, a higher emphasis on raw than pay-per-views just cause, you know, what else are you doing a pay-per-view for then? Like, it was like, I know that that's your showcase, but I mean, I mean, if emphasis means that they're going to put more effort into this storytelling, like you said, like yeah. maybe that'd be good, but I'm, you know, it's kind of hard to say. I'm, I'm wondering, but like, for so, you know, we talked about raw obviously, but like <laughs> SmackDown, like you have to like break down the SmackDown yeah. situation for me. Cause I know generally what's going on, yeah. but, so um, not okay. So the deal, the four hundred million dollar deal, is for Raw. It's not for SmackDown. In fact, I think NBC is just saying, "Hey, yeah, guys, can go ahead and shop SmackDown around." So, yeah. um, so I think I, I read somewhere that the 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 front uh, runners for to buy SmackDown is uh, Facebook, Facebook Watch. You know, Facebook got their little program. Uh, Amazon and Fox Sports, uh, Fox rather, you know, but, uh-huh. but um, I could see possibly Fox Sports getting it because UFC just signed a huge deal with ESPN. So Fox Sports basically had like the whole they chokehold on on UFC for the longest, and so uh-huh. now that it's going to ESPN, I think it's like I think it's like a shared thing with ESPN. But you know, it's no longer Fox's thing. Like you no longer have to go to Fox to watch UFC shit or whatever, right? So yeah. So now they have they need to bring something in to 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 build in that you know that revenue. I mean to bring in the uh, the viewers. They have the the big three basketball league. I don't know if you watched that. Nah. Uh, well, basically, it's like Ice Cube's basketball league, but it's like a bunch of yeah, old yeah, yeah. NBA players, and it's like three on three. So I didn't know three on three was that big. Like three on three basketball is huge. Like <laughs> it's an Olympic mm-hmm. sport now. So like, <laughs> wow. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't so, know that. I mean, I knew I knew it had a following, but yeah, it's an Olympic sport now. So bring um, back NBA Street. So Ice Cube has a three on three basketball league, and that airs on Fox. Uh, Fox Sports, rather, but that only airs when the, it's like from when the NBA season ends to like through like the NBA Summer League and all that stuff. So it's not that long; it's only like a, like right. two or three months. Um, but anyway, uh, so now they they need more programming. So I could see them throwing in a high bid for 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 SmackDown and also uh, what's his name, Colin Coward. Today, uh, they was at SmackDown taping one day, uh, one time. So, mm-hmm. you know, that could happen. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, and, oh, it didn't didn't they also say that when with the transition it would be a 3-hour show? Yeah, they said they said uh the the looking into moving it to 3 hours so that they can get a better deal because, you know, I guess you can sell more ads with the 3 hours 
of the uh, yeah of the tape and whatever. So I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. How, I mean, I, how this, how do you how do you I'm, feel about that as a as a as fan? A fan that's a lot. I don't know. I like the condensed version of SmackDown, man. Yeah. And it's like it lets me. I, I know for a fact I'm not going to see everybody every week, but I know for a fact that whenever they do show stuff, like there was a time period last year where everything was falling apart. SmackDown was trash. I mean, uh, but for the better part of the the first half of the brand split in 2016, going into 27 uh, 2017, SmackDown was the thing to watch. It was my favorite thing on TV. I, mm-hmm. I completely discarded like the Flash and all that stuff. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like I'm watching SmackDown. Yeah. But it's like, but on, on top of that, like even when it wasn't that great, it's only two hours. So it's, it's like you're, hours, you're not yeah. dedicating your fucking evening to it, like your entire evening. Yeah, it's like when you watch it on DVR, it's like an hour and a half to an hour, depending on how much you fast forward. So it's like now, it's just you know, because Raw is already a challenge, and they they have there's a lot of wrestling each week, mm-hmm. uh, as, as is. Like I try to watch Raw, which is three hours, SmackDown, which is two hours, NXT and two o five, which I try to squeeze in. So that's yeah. two extra hours, <laughs> and then when there's a pay per view. That ranges from three to five hours, depending on what pay per view it is. Yeah. So that's yeah. asking a lot. I'm, I'm watching being the elite on YouTube. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when you're trying to, try, like, try to, yeah, I'm trying to look down, and see down. what's happening on over there. Yeah, it's a lot of wrestling, man. You know, yeah. And if you want to be a, a legit wrestling fan and keep up with everything, you know, you got like Ring of Honor and New Japan World, and you know, yeah. So like, like for me, like you know, like I, you know, I couldn't even keep up, you know. Like I had to cancel my New Japan World account pretty much just because, like, I got it for Wrestle Kingdom, and ended up having like having no time to watch it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's way too hard to keep up, and it's like you have all this other stuff going on in New Japan that I want to watch, but is it you know when when you have work and when you have a billion hours of WWE to watch if you're, you know, a nutcase like me, then it's impossible to even try to keep up. And it's like, I wanted to watch a lot of that stuff with Cody and the golden lover shit and everything. Like I haven't gotten to see any of that. So, you know, I know it's a shame, but you know, it's, it's kind of uh, sad, but whatever. I feel you. But speaking of that, you know, during mother's day, me and my brother, we were sitting around after we had, uh, you know, cooked dinner for our beloved mother you know, uh, me and my brother Kenny, we was sitting around watching TV, and um, he was like, "Oh yeah, the uh, the All In show is uh, coming up." And I was like, uh, "I was like, yeah, I think the press conference is sometime this week." He's like, "Nah, it happened today." So I looked, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, I mean, tickets on sale." So I was like, "He was like, you trying to go?" I was like, "Shoot, if I buy the tickets, you'll get the plane tickets." He's like, "Yeah, sign one online." I clicked the link. I went. Uh, I went to the uh, to the website. I seen front row tickets was one hundred and fifty dollars, so I was like, "Shoot, you trying to sit front row?" That's really good for front. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." So I, I picked two. I said, "I select two front row tickets," <laughs> and it was all sold out. And I was like, "What?" Fuck. And then he was like, "Yeah." He said, like, "Oh man." He said he's looking on Twitter. And he was like, "Yeah." It says it's all sold out too. And then wow. I, I do some more digging, and I'm like, "Yo, this shit sold out in 30 minutes. We way late." <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, it had to be like we. I mean, when we how big is the venue? The venue, uh, 
I mean, to be honest, it don't it it, it, it ain't no Madison Square Garden, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's as big as uh as Nassau, but it does hold ten thousand seats. And the whole thing is with All In is that no wrestling promotion other than WWE has sold ten thousand seats since WCW. And wow. And that was the whole big deal about no in, uh, all in, and they sold ten thousand seats in thirty minutes. Um, That's crazy. And I seen Dave Meltzer say something like, uh, "SummerSlam at the Barclays." Uh, uh, listen, all these numbers are about to be wrong, but this is just like hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... SummerSlam at the Barclays was like eighteen thousand seats or some shit like that, and that <laughs> and that took like a, a day, a couple days to sell out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's crazy. That's that kind of goes to show how how strong that Bullet Club branding has got gotten because like so you're gonna have to explain to me because like I know All In is like an event over here. It's like it's a New Japan event or is well, it like technically, Bullet Club based? Technically, because like that's no. that's kind of what I've been confused about. Technically, no. Okay, technically it's supposed to be sponsored by. Cody Rhodes funded it, and the Young Bucks. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks funded it, right? Okay. Um, Ring of Honor is supposed to uh, fund it also, but I think Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks just got the complete hold of it or whatever. So they've been booking it. They've been doing everything for it. But the thing is, uh, I think Ring of Honor own not owns, but they have, they it's like they're, the Cody Rose and the Young Bucks are exclusive to the Ring of Honor in the United States. Like mm-hmm. uh I think like television wise or something like that, right? So like they can do they can you know they can do go here and there, do shows or whatever, but they're exclusive to Ring of Honor in the United States. So this Ring of Honor gave them their blessing to do this show or whatever. So it, mm-hmm. it's it's not more of a New Japan thing, is if I say anything, it's more of a Ring of Honor thing because there's a lot more Ring of Honor people. Okay. But it's a lot of also it's a lot of it's a ton of indie people in it. Like Rey Mysterio's in it. Rey Mysterio yeah, yeah. doesn't belong to anybody. Uh Okada's in it. So hold on, let me pull the card up for you real quick. Yeah, because the card like I, I forgot when I saw the card, but it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, whatever interest I could have had, there was no way. Like I, I think one of the guys in Overslam managed to get tickets. Yeah, I see um, I've seen people like in a couple wrestling groups I'm in managed to get tickets. Um, I'm just mad that you know me and Kenny we wasn't able to snag any. Yeah, that's a bummer. But you know, like hopefully that you know this means that they'll get a chance to do more events on the state side like that, and you know, hopefully they'll the the venues will get bigger and okay. you know obviously was, the demand will go. I was up, wondering like, are they gonna continue like the the New Japan storylines and uh, and all that stuff like you know Cody. Team yeah. Cody versus mm. Team uh, Kenny, and all that. Oh, well, but yeah. it's not. It's uh like Cody's fighting Nick Aldis. I don't know if you know who Nick Aldis is. Nah, I don't. He's the the NWA champion. Okay. So, so Billy, you know who Billy Corgan is right. Yeah, yeah. So Billy Corgan, when he left TNA, he bought NWA, and mm-hmm. so the champion at NWA now is, is this guy named Nick Aldis, and so that's who Cody's fighting. He's fighting for the okay. uh, NWA championship. Which would be dope if he has that. That's a that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a real, real, uh, you know, real good belt right there to have on his resume. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, he's he's been building up quite the 
resume in general since leaving. So, I mean, it would just be more accolades, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to find but, this card, yo. I know. You, see if you can find it. I, I can't find this shit. Let's see. <laughs> um... Doing a lot of searching today. This is the searching yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all, I'm all about hot takes, man. I do a lot of <laughs> tell you whatever's on my mind without researching it. You know, <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Uh, but you know, they got a lot of people like like uh, Okada. He's on it. Let's see. Uh, uh, they also have a um, like basically a wrestling convention attached to it. There's a lot of podcasters. Oh, they do. It. Oh yeah, because yeah, um, that's the the one right before that is when C, where, where CM Punk is gonna be, right? Yeah, CM Punk is gonna be there doing a signing and all that stuff. Um, that's big because, like, you know, this is his like he he's finally starting to acknowledge wrestling again as something that he used to do. Yeah, so that's and I mean, it's that's like I still I still don't you know I, I still don't necessarily think he's coming back or anything, yeah. but. All right, let's let's see. I I think I got the card here. Um, let's see. There's a lot of shit. Let's see. You got. Oh no, this is just showing who's gonna be there, not necess- necessarily the matches. Okay. Oh yeah, <sighs> and they confirmed that uh, Daniel Bryan was supposed to be on the card, and before he got uh. Oh, before he got resigned. Before he got cleared, yeah. But technically, oh. he hasn't re-signed his contract, and his contract ends the day of All In. Hmm. Interesting. So well, I'm sure he would have figured, you know, he would have tried to do something like that. But anyway, I can't find this card. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Point is, it's gonna be good. Well, we'll update that as we get closer to that, because I'm sure yeah. um, we'll be talking about it when it happens. Is it gonna be televised, or like, is there gonna they, be a way to watch? It? They said they haven't announced. Uh, they said they don't know if it's gonna be televised or not yet. They don't. They don't know what they're gonna do, uh, because that's why they. This is what they said. They said the reason why they made the tickets, the tickets, uh, affordable like that was so that everybody who wants to see it can see it. But you know, scalpers and shit happens, and so yeah, they no, went in, yeah. got all the tickets. Tell, tell, tell them how much. Tell them how much they you right. saw. So oh, me oh, and Kenny was gonna get the the front row tickets for one hundred and fifty. Uh, I went on StubHub because StubHub is usually the resale spot or whatever, right? Those same tickets was on sale at StubHub for $2,000. I'm like, y'all can kiss my ass, yo. I'll stay home. <laughs> I had no idea StubHub did, like, you know, was that grimy. Because, yeah. like, usually when I get tickets for Raw, I usually just grab them off StubHub. Because yeah, so, we always wait till like, the day of or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. The day before. And it's usually on StubHub by then. So, but yeah, that's that's pretty shitty. But either way, good shit for All In. I mean, you know, because that's just more moves that they they've been making with these out, outside promotions, and you know, other you know, overall, it it helps give companies like WWE a run for their money, and it gives them like it makes them, it, it makes them uh, step up, you know. Exactly. It makes them have to try harder. So that's, you know, with, with the more of those you get, the more of the cruiserweight classics and the European classics and stuff like, you know, re- the part of the reason why they do those is to to challenge those types of events, I feel. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that means some because I know they're trying to do another European classic. Oh, soon. yeah. You didn't hear about it. They already, they already yeah, they, confirmed it. <laughs> 
Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I forgot. You know, I'm not sure when it's supposed to happen because last year it's... it happened at the beginning of the year. So yeah, like I don't know if they're gonna um, you know spend. They got a over. date. I uh, could be mistaken, but I think it's June 18th and June 19th. Okay. And they That's have all bad. they have all the competitors. A lot of the guys I watched on WCBW or Defiant Wrestling or whatever it's called mm. now. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, 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 I've been a but I, I like those guys when I watch the, that show. So uh, is it going to be another two day event like it yeah, was last time? Yeah, or it's two days. Yeah. yeah, I think that's an interesting format. But um, you know, because the the last one I enjoyed though, I enjoyed the European one. Like day, I remember day day one being a little on the slow side, but day two was crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, good. But uh, you know, I, I have faith it'll be fun to watch either way. Yeah, it's um, a, let, me, let me read off some names here. Uh, so, Travis Banks, I like Travis Banks. Uh, Jordan Devlin, he was in the first one. J- uh, James Drake, uh, Drew Gulak, uh, Ashton yes. Smith, Tyson Tebow. That's interesting. Wait, is Drew Gulak from Europe or he's just participating? I don't know. I d- no, I don't no, he's not from Europe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But he's, they, they probably just have him on the card, like, you know, yeah. cross promo. Ashton, That's good, though, because Drew Gulak's been stepping it up. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. I don't think he's from Europe. I think he's from like Pittsburgh or something like that. Yeah, like he's definitely. <laughs> I think he's from like Philly, yo. <laughs> I'm I'm positive Drew Gulak is from Philly. Let me check real quick, yo. There's a lot of there's a lot of checking and googling on this <laughs> like episode. I said, this is the search cast. I'm just name this <laughs> search cast. <laughs> Let me see. Drew Gulak was born in yeah. He was born in Pennsylvania. He lives in Philly. What up, Philly? That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, I guess that just means you know we'll have more competitors for you know maybe some yeah. cruiserweight dudes in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Flash Morgan Webster, he's in it. Uh, let me see. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's, it's supposed to be in June, I believe, yeah, June eighteenth and nineteenth. Cool. And the the winner of the tournament will face uh, what's his name? Pete, Pete Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, will face Pete Dunn. For the championship, yeah. yeah I, I, I was actually just listening to uh Jericho's podcast with some of the European guys, yeah. And you know, they were kind of just talking candidly about you know coming to WWE for the first time, but you know, I thought they did a really good job in the last European championship, kind of well, uh, the, the European tournament making Pete Dunn into a star, yeah. Because you know, as soon as he beat what's his name down, and then Triple H went to the back and kind of yeah. had a stare down with him and let him go. It's like that was like the seal of approval. Like you know, he kind of made him in that moment, and he hasn't lost momentum since. So you know, as we said, and you know, you know, I guess when we will talk about NXT a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's still got a lot of momentum. But um, yeah, yeah. so. Other than that, anything else you wanted to uh, to bring that uh, to discuss? Uh, no, we can get into what happened on Raw and SmackDown this week. Word. So, um, I don't know if you have any in particular hot takes from Raw because we already did the Ronda watch, so we we don't have to talk <laughs> about that. But I, I did have I did have a little bit of a hot take, or not necessarily a hot take, but a you know just a soapbox, if you will, because you know I spoke about this on previous episodes too. But, I, you know, I, I'm really frustrated with the women's division, right, in, in general. Oh, yeah. And in particular, the Sasha Bailey storyline, story because this shit doesn't make any sense. 
Like, <laughs> so, so, like, you know, because I, I forgot exactly where their segment was on the show, but it frustrated me because ba- I think Bailey was going to have a match. I was like, um, okay. I, like, I was like, maybe they're setting up for some kind of, you know, turn here where she comes out and does something or whatever. And, you know, Bailey has her match and that's it. Like, there's no follow up on that storyline. So I'm like, wait, so you mean to tell me that you've been building up this whole dissension angle with Sasha and Bailey where they're falling out and they're beating each other's ass backstage and they're ruining each other's matches all so you can have them come back together for no reason at all. And it's like, it's not necessarily official because like the, the storyline isn't necessarily done, but the way that the story is being told regardless is awful right now. And Mm. it just, and it is re it's, it's extremely frustrating to me because you know, Sasha and Bailey, it's like when, whenever, you know, I'm an advocate for women's wrestling, and I and it, it like the the women's wrestling in for in in the main roster in general is something that is hard for me to defend all the time because they have so much talent, yet the the match quality is usually sloppy or you know, sketchy in a way that's hard for me to defend. Like when my friend who who knows wrestling and understands the concepts of wrestling and he comes and he watches women's matches, all, <laughs> it's, it's, all you can do is criticize. And it's like you wanna you wanna defend and stand in their corner and say, hey, hey, look, like, well, you know, it might look a little sloppy, but overall that that person's good because I've seen this match or I've seen that match. And it's like I can only refer to take over Brooklyn so many times before it loses all of its steam and stuff. So it's like, you know, Sasha, I feel like Sasha's done, you know, like Sasha and Bailey in particular have actually done relatively well for themselves in terms of looking clean. Like Sasha, she, she does have moments where she looks super sloppy. And I feel like Bailey, she mainly looks sloppy when her opponent isn't, isn't as seasoned as her, Mm -hmm. but regardless the the general sloppiness of the women's division hurts the image of the women's division because you're trying to make people take you seriously but then when you're trying to convince people why they should watch and then they see sloppy wrestling it doesn't help and then to have shitty storyline on storylines on top of that it just makes it worse and then you know so so you have like a whole bunch of weird shit going on because like you have Alexa doing her thing with Nia, but then you put Nia with, with Rhonda out of nowhere and you're probably going to tie Alexa back into that. So that's one weird thing going on. And then you're trying to build Ember, but she's kind of on her own doing her thing. And then you move the riot squad to raw and they're not really doing anything besides doing exactly what they did on SmackDown, which is just being in the way. And then you have Sasha and Bailey in the storyline that should have, you know, that, that on paper should mean a lot more than it does. And really, like, all that's happening is, is like, they're just treading water. And it's like, is it going to culminate when one of them gets the title? Because at this, po- at this point, none of them are in the title picture. Yeah. So if you're trying to save their, their, their feud for a title run, then you literally started 
advertising this feud way too early because they're not going to get to it. And then if, if you are just going to do this as like a side feud, you're doing it terribly because we don't know who's like, you have no idea who's the good guy, who, who's the bad guy. None of them has done anything bad enough to make, make you want to hate the other person. Like they had a couple of fights backstage and you thought Bailey was going to turn heel at one point, And then you thought Sasha was going to turn heel because, because whatever, but like, just, you know, they they need to get creative with it. Like, have yeah. someone try to run Bailey over with the car. Or <laughs> it's been a long time. I did it for you, Rock. Been, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like it's been a long time since somebody's life has been in danger. Like, I don't know. Like, w- just do something crazy. Like that that way it'll get people interested in the zaniness at least. But it's like we know that 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 Sasha and Bailey could work as a storyline because we've seen it before. But the, the fact that it's not working is extremely frustrating to me. And it's like, I don't know. It just makes me not want to watch the women's segments and that, and that's super frustrating because like, like I said, I want to support cause I I'm a fan of most of the women's roster, but it's just like, they've just been doing fucking terrible, especially on raw. It's like, I, I, I don't necessarily have any desire. Like, you know, aside from seeing what they do at Ronda, like I, mm-hmm. I have a hard time getting behind it, so I, was like, I don't know. I just I, I was I saw that on Raw and that it kind of triggered me, so I need I needed to air out my my grievance because <laughs> it's yeah. like it's and then and then they had the audacity to release this video for for Bailey and talking about her previous personas and how she got here from where she was and you know of course she's in the video talking about how her past meant a lot to her and how she was a fan and she took <laughs> pictures with all the wrestlers. And she was crying and shit, and it's like, you know, I, I want to say that it was an it was a great video because it, it, on paper it was right. Yeah. But I've seen all that shit like <laughs> ten times. I, I watched the Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy one. I like that one. That one was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was dope. But I mean, Matt and Jeff Hardy aren't on TV talking about their past every week. That's true. You are correct. And. Like yeah. one of the one of the huge like so with Bailey you can understand yeah actually. well yeah Bailey has been part of her storylines like yeah her right? pet <laughs> but the the, the, the problem yeah. was when they they started integrating that same story into Sasha and Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss and pretty much every Charlotte woman on the <laughs> roster like. Well, Charlotte's a little bit different because she didn't grow up as a fan. But it's like if you if you're a female if you're if you're a woman wrestler or not even a woman wrestler, but a lot of wrestlers coming up nowadays, and this is just a general problem in WWE, is that they they talk about how much of a fan they were, and you know, like a lot of them, as as you know, heartfelt as those stories might be, a lot of those stories are the same story. Oh well, I, I meant I meant. Uh, when Bailey refuted with those people, they integrated that storyline into it that she was a fan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that, and that's true. And that's true. <laughs> and, but but I mean, but like the, I'll I'll give it to Bailey though because at least Bailey's whole gimmick was that she was a super fan. But like like I said, like once they started integrating that kind of stuff into like Sasha's character or whoever else, like. It just made it so okay. Like I know Sasha's a fan, but so it's like you have Sasha who's a super fan and Bailey who's a super fan, but Sasha like her character never was that super fan character, and that's kind of what 
You oh, know, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Because, like, like with Sasha, we know she's a fan of Eddie, and she'll, like, yeah, pay homage like, oh, to him so, in her wardrobe, but that's like, about it, you know? Exactly. Like, she I feel like I splash. Yeah. say her monologue, like, ever since I was a little girl, looking at myself from the stands in the or from the front row, like, you know, it just means so much to My me. My cousin Snoop Dogg would bring me to all the matches, and we would watch them together. Just, like, I'll never forget how much I cried when I came to Raw, and oh. I didn't know. Sidebar real quick. This is is a YouTube channel called Hot Ones. I don't know if you ever watch it. Oh yeah, 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 I did. Out there. Yeah. So they eat like hot wings and shit, and then you know just basically do like a podcast. But yeah, go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, regardless, it's just like it's weird, and it like the the booking and the storytelling is just really lackluster in the women's division, and I want to see it get better because I wanna I wanna like. Sasha and Bailey again and I want to be excited for their matches but it's like they've gotten to the point where I don't care and that's a problem and you know because I should be caring and it's like oh it's just it's just sad you know oh yeah uh you know and like like I guess just to to kind of roll off of it like part part of it and like the what I was trying to justify it in my head was that Maybe they don't want to break them up because they don't like, you know, once the, the four horse women of UFC come, you know, come into the picture, they're going to want them all united. But I was like, they really could start building to that storyline now. Like, you know, if if I was booking this shit, right, like yeah. you book it like the fucking Avengers in, in a way, <laughs> where you have yeah. Becky and. Char, I mean, sorry, uh, Charlotte. Sorry, uh, what am I talking about? Sasha and Bailey feuding with each other, and you know, I, I don't know how you would do it. Maybe you do this on YouTube or whatever. But you have Charlotte and Becky trying to be like, "Hey, you guys need to chill. We're supposed to be friends," and you know, they can keep having their feud, mm-hmm. and you know, you see little vignettes or little videos here and there like them trying to get them back together and their feud plays out but eventually that you know whoever wins the feud wins the feud but they're not friends anymore and then the four horsewomen of of ufc come into the picture and like ronda takes out charlotte and they're like oh or takes out becky because everybody loves becky so she takes out Becky, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like Becky's go- like Becky's fucked up, and Charlotte's like, uh, you know, she, she tries to do it on her own, but Rhonda has her team, yeah. and then you know, so Rhonda's like, uh, so Charlotte is trying to get, you know, support, but her team is shattered, so she has to get like that. That's how I would do it. That shit would be fire, but let me stop. I'm getting too hyped because, like, this is what happens when you start fantasy booking because you get excited off your own idea and then they don't do it and then you get disappointed. So, anyway, that's that's my fantasy book for, for, for now. I'm going to I'm gonna stop all my head. Nah, I feel you, man. Like, just don't even, don't even bring it back up, yo. It's yeah, not going to happen. Like, I, I, just, I just got my <laughs> They're going to feud all the way to WrestleMania and then the week before, this is going to be... This will be yeah. like a Thanos snap. It's like be friends again, yeah. Like. <laughs> All this is gonna be reversed. Oh Ugh. my god, you know. Jesus. Oh yeah, so yeah, moving along, man. Um, 
Anything else from Raw that caught your interest in particular? Just the, the money in the the there. money in the bank is uh shaping up. You know, I was completely wrong last week, you know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so there's eight participants on both you know, both men and women. So for the men's uh who qualified on Raw? Oh yeah, uh It was it was it was uh Randy I mean sorry, um Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens yeah. who who qualified at the end yeah. and uh who who else? Damn, I'm drawing a blank. It wasn't gender. Gender definitely isn't. Was it Bobby Roode? No, it wasn't Bobby Roode. Corbin? But I don't know. We got to we pull up my trusty Google. Search. <laughs> Google. Uh... <laughs> Let me see. 2018 Money in the Bank. Let's see here. Let's see who we got. All right, so far the participants. That's it. Okay, so all right. Actually, so far, I think it was Bobby. So, yeah, it was Bobby Roode. So it's Bobby Roode, Bronze, Bobby Roode, Bronze, Finn, Kevin, Rusev. Uh, over on SmackDown. Over on SmackDown. Yeah. So right now is uh, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor. Kevin Owens, that's for Raw. So Raw has all their guys. SmackDown, we have another week for uh for them to see who who's gonna be on their Money in the Bank team. Yeah. All right. But, so um, yeah, uh, for like the women, you know, oh, yeah. those matches were the 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 Kevin Owens one was more interesting because pretty much like they opened the show oh, with, yeah. with Roman trying to get himself inserted into the match, and then uh you know. Pretty much that wasn't happening, and Jinder came out to have you know. I think he was going to be in a qualifier or something, but then yeah, Jinder was supposed to be the last man in the in the match. The, the last match is supposed to be uh, Jinder Mahal, B- uh, Bobby Lashley, and uh, fuck, who the fuck else was in that match? It was Jinder, Bobby, and Elias. Oh yeah, Elias. It's supposed to be Elias. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, but. Uh, Roman basically tortured uh, poor Jinder Mahal the whole episode. But you you know what's funny to me is that they they clearly put Jinder with Roman to get people to cheer for Roman. Yeah, and it's... everybody's just been cheering for Jinder. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the other way. Like they're they're they're, they're they, getting they, Jinder they, more. They over. sympathize like, with, like... with Jinder right now. <laughs> yeah, like he's the like that is crazy. Yeah, like because nobody because. I know for damn sure that mad people were trying to shit on gender. Like, you know, we, we, we was on the gender, you know, bandwagon a little bit, but there was a lot of people hating on gender and I'm sure there's still a lot of people who do, but it says a lot when people are willing to cheer gender over Roman. <laughs> and, it's you so know, funny. like that's just crazy. I ain't gonna front. But, I like, did you see that fake ass wall they built? Yeah, that the one he threw through. Oh, he, he speared it through the wall. You can clearly see the wall is so, fake. Like, uh, <laughs> but you know what? It was a fun. Like, as much as they were trying to make people hate Roman, I thought that shit was funny. I did too. I thought it was I, great. I, I thought it was great. So, like, the whole story um, for the episode I, was uh, Kevin Owens was trying to get back into the uh, qualifying match with Money in the Bank. And Kurt was telling him no. Then Stephanie went over his head and pit Kevin Owens into the match. 
uh, Sami Zayn was also beefing with uh, Bobby Lashley. Ash- he said, so, yeah. so you have to talk about this a little bit because I love Sami Zayn with glasses, yeah, yeah. yo. <laughs> <laughs> Sami Zayn with glasses is the best thing ever, yo. It's funny as hell. Like, uh, so he pulls out a doctor's note, right? And then he pulls out his glasses and he says he has a vertigo and yeah. he has a problem with his balance because Bobby Lashley flipped him upside down, and did the uh, whatever that move is, I don't know what it's called. Dominator. Yeah. So um, he said all the blood rushed to his vein. I mean, to his brain. Now he has vertigo, and uh, <laughs> so uh, stupid. Yeah. So Sami Zayn sabotaged Bobby Lashley during the last match, and uh, but then he called out his fucking sisters. Yeah, he called out his sisters because of the cold, cringeworthy segment from last week. Uh, he called out his sisters and said he's gonna bring his sisters on Raw. Oh yeah, sidebar. One of the guys in the barbershop mentality Facebook group. Shout out to y'all for that. Um, uh, he said he he said he works with uh Bobby Lashley's sister. I was like, oh really? Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> so I told him to Should ask him asked- about that segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm waiting for his reply. You know, that's funny. Yeah, but it's just like, as soon as I saw this, I was like, this is either gonna be amazing or it's gonna be a train wreck. Yeah, because. Whenever you do these kind of segments where you bring people's family members, it's like half the time it's not really a real family. And if it is their real family, then sometimes, you know, like that, it's not often where you could bring in a real family member. It ends up being cool. Like I, I remember when Zack Ryder's dad was there and he's jacked and he punched people like that was cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I remember, yeah. like. Or uh, like I think John Cena's did, didn't John like Cena's somebody text yeah. John Cena's dad. Yeah. Like I, I I was behind some of that stuff, but I don't know. Usually when family members get involved, it can be kind of iffy. So I don't know if it's going to be his actual sisters, but regardless, I don't know if it'll make me like where this story better. But if anything, it'll be funny. You know, because, you know, Sami Zayn, like you said, has been pretty entertaining lately. So I, I don't know where this is going. I didn't necessarily see Bobby Lashley feuding with Sami Zayn. I didn't think that was where they were going with it. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, I, but uh, any any other, any other takeaways from Raw? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, the, the great match between uh, Seth Rollins and The Miz. Uh, Oh, is it, was it The Miz? No. no wait, who, who did Seth Rollins fight? I, th- I thought it was The Miz, but maybe I'm bugging. To be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> we are terrible hosts. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Pull out Google real quick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was The Miz. Here we go. Monday Night Raw results. Yeah. Oh no, it was Kevin Owens. He fought. He, oh yeah, Owens that's right. Kevin. If Ke- yeah, that's what it was. He fought Kevin Owens. Uh, and Kevin yeah. Owens lost, so he had so all his chances was out the window. That's what it was. That opened the show, yeah. didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, that opened the show. But regardless, that match was great. Yeah. And it's crazy because like Seth Rollins, he's on a hot streak right now. Yeah, he is. Like I feel I feel like in terms of in ring quality, like he like I, I was kind of doubting him for a little bit because he was putting on matches that were kind of middle bar in terms of quality. Like they weren't really exciting. Like I yeah. felt like he was kind of going through the motions for a little while. But I feel like 
recently since he got the the IC belt, he's been putting on like match of the night quality matches con- on a consistent basis. Yeah. Oh, so I want another match that I that I like from Raw was uh the Braun Strowman and Finn Balor tag team match versus Drew McIntyre and uh, oh, yeah. Ziggler. I thought that was I thought that was a hilarious match. Uh, there was a spot where, uh, what's his name? Dolph Ziggler was on the was on the mat, and Finn was uh like I think it was like on his knees or something. And Braun tags himself in, comes in, picks Finn Balor up, and slam him on top of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> and Finn Balor just looks at him and just says, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Braun goes, "Get up, you're fine." <laughs> And then he gets up, and they both do the brawn thing with, with their arms in the air. So it was just funny as hell. Yeah, like they they they're definitely playing off of his personality well. Yeah, so, you know, surprisingly. Yeah, so, um, so that was, that, that yeah, was, that was dope, but yeah. but uh, didn't uh, Drew? Yeah, Drew and Ziggler won that though. Yeah, they won. What happened was Finn was on the top rope, uh, getting ready to do a coup de gras. Um, some shenanigans happened outside the ring. Where uh, Braun tackled uh, Drew. Drew hits the uh, the greatest Warrior Rumble trophy. The trophy breaks, and like, what's the name? Old fine ass is just sitting right there. And I was like, oh my god, the trophy hit her. But there's like a, a, a angle from like one of the fans is basically like she just put her hand up, like stiff arm the damn trophy, and the trophy broke in half. Oh wow. So uh, so anyway. So Finn was looking like, oh shit, and then uh, Dolph hits him on the rope. His nuts hit the damn turnbuckle. He gets him down, and uh, you know, then, then they win. Which is interesting because yeah. I didn't necessarily know if this team was gonna get a push, but it seems like that's the direction, at least for this for short term. And you know, I've been seeing a lot of people uh on the dirt sheet saying that this team is kind of supposed to be like a Holland I mean a not Holland Nash Diesel uh Diesel and Shawn Michaels Redux uh-huh. um you know obviously with the with the emphasis being on Drew McIntyre cuz Dolph Ziggler's kind of in the the twilight of his career like I don't know how much passion he has you know in terms of desiring a uh a push um, but you know, I know that Drew McIntyre has a lot to gain from this, so hopefully it works out because you know Drew's dope. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, move, I wanted to talk about SmackDown yeah, though, because SmackDown, because SmackDown started off with one of the funniest things ever, because uh, pretty much you know you had Daniel Bryan coming out. And he he came out to the ring and he started talking about, oh, like I, you know, I, you know, I lost this match and it kind of sucks and it's like, you know, I had an epiphany because I came back and it was just good to be back, but now that I'm back, I have to actually like prove myself, so I have to win these matches and I have to, you know, and you know, he pretty much made a vow to be WWE champion, and I think we talked about this last episode where it's like it's good to know at least what your goal is and. You know, to have him make that proclamation just kind of puts his character into perspective, right? And um, on top of that, it was just cool because the whole European crowd was, like, fucking hot. Like, they they popped for him hard. Yeah. 
But um, so, you know, Big Cass comes out and he starts talking shit as he usually does. He gets to the ring and he's trying to back Daniel Bryan down. And, you know, he keeps talking shit and then Daniel Bryan loses it and he beats his ass. Like, I was, <laughs> I was actually shocked at how much, like, they let him beat his ass. And like like uh, some of the theory is that um, people are like uh, apparently like Big Cass had some heat on him because he he went too far and beat up that midget a little bit more than he was supposed to and Vince got mad yeah, at him I heard so about that, yeah. like so allegedly part of the reason why he got the beat down on SmackDown was because you know m- more of like a retaliation mm-hmm. from backstage but regardless like Daniel Bryan he like you know he like strategically and viciously beat this guy down. And it was like, it was one of my favorite beat downs I've seen in a while because it's not often you see a small guy, like just take a big guy apart like that. But like he went out his legs and he, you know, you know, he was like, he, he kicked him in the leg a whole bunch and he like tied him up in the ropes. And then he like did some outside the ring and then he rolled back in the ring and he did this like he didn't even do his finisher. He did the, like I don't know <laughs> what the, the move was, but it was a crazy looking leg submission that like he he destroyed Big Cass Big Cass's leg. It was crazy, but um it it was a great beatdown spot. Um and, and it made Daniel Bryan look hella strong and it's probably gonna like have Big Cass get his revenge or something now that he, he you know but regardless, I you know I was into that whole segment. Yeah, and uh, Big Cass is fighting Samoa Joe next week for a spot in the uh, for the last spot really in the uh, men's Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another spot, but it's, it's technically technically it went to the New Day. Okay, so the New Day it was the New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro, the Bar, and uh, yeah. the winner of the Bar. And versus New Day, uh, would get one of the members will get a spot in the Money in the Bank. So the New Day went over, and they yep. they get to choose who's gonna be in Money in the Bank. Who do you think they're gonna decide? I mean, I think th- I, don't, I actually don't know. Like I, I've heard all those rumors about Big E getting a push. So if we were gonna say that it was the case, then it would be Big E. But I honestly think it should be Woods because Woods has been. Like he's been on fire lately, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's the one who got the pin. Uh, he he's I feel like he's had the most singles matches lately because didn't he have a singles match against uh? Yeah, know, he fought both the members of the yeah, bar. Yeah, he fought he fought first both the members of the bar, and he got the the pin. Yeah, like I feel like it should be Woods. I, I really do. I do too. I, Cause like if it's like if it's not Woods, I understand why, but I also it, it wouldn't make sense with the build up. Yeah. Um, plus it'd be different. Cause like, I mean, we've seen like, you know, like, like it's been a while. Like, I, I don't, I don't really think they put a lot of emphasis on woods, but I think that they know that woods is like, they know what they have with Xavier woods. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like at least, you know, you're not, if you're not going to give him the big belt, at least put him in a match where he could do some cool stuff. But I mean, you know, it depends on who else is in the match. Maybe they'll want to have more of a high power dynamic, which is why woods, I mean, uh, Big E would be in there, um, but you know I, I think um, yeah I don't know I'm gonna say Woods for now. Yeah, I think I think it'll be Woods also. Um, 
mainly because you know we just said he's he's the one that's been getting the push on the on television lately. So I think it'd be him. Hmm. Um. Anything else happen on there? Like, uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't really uh, remember other notable. Uh oh yeah, did we talk about Charlotte losing her teeth? Uh, last week. Oh no, we didn't. No. Okay, yeah. So Charlotte uh had a uh at a house show last week. Uh, at sometime after we recorded our show, she had a house show match versus Carmella. Carmella super kicked her teeth out. Damn. You know, like the song from my man Casanova, punch you in the face, motherfucker, knock your teeth out. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so her teeth. She went to take a picture with a with a fan, and uh, she was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't move my hand. I, I lost my teeth." You know, <laughs> so she did have uh, mouth surgery not too long ago. And then you know, and that's that's right before they talked about her being out for these for this surgery, right? Yeah, the boob surgery. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, we we did we almost forgot about uh Andrade's debut. Oh yeah, uh, Idolo uh debuted and squashed some jobber. Uh, That's and, good. And Zelina yeah. was there. Zelina did, did did she say she didn't say anything about competing herself? Did she or is she mainly going to be a manager? Uh, I think she's mainly going to be a manager, but I think she'll probably do what she did in NXT. You know, like in the middle of his matches, like she'll mm-hmm. come and Hurricane Rana somebody. Yeah, I, I hope so. I would love for him to take the belt from Jeff because, you know. Me too. That would be great. Not that because, I hate I mean, Jeff. Like, it's I just like, like Jeff, that would be dope, I mean, yeah. You know, like, I think U.S. title on Andrade is, like, probably one of the smartest things they could possibly do. Uh-huh. Uh, at least, you know, for the for that mid-card, um, you know, because he, he's got a lot of momentum from NXT. Uh, other than that, um, for the women's men in the bank, we had some qualifiers. Like they had a uh, Becky Lynch versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, um, and Becky Lynch won that. Yeah, so so Becky Lynch uh, qualified. So that's cool for her, man. And that's good. Um, I know, I know. Uh, they're also kind of alluding to Lana trying to get in the match. Because well, Lana and Rusev are trying to be the first Mrs. and Mr. Money in the Bank, which would uh, on paper sounds good. I don't think it's gonna happen, but on paper it sounds good. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. Lastly, we we definitely got to talk about the main event though because um, I thought it was a great match, and uh, you know, on top of that, you know, it's just you know, it's just you going to show how. Uh, I, I still feel like the, the feud is strong. Um, I know a lot of people have some kind of like mixed feelings about the the execution of the the low blow situation and mm-hmm. some of the weird finishes, but I feel like it's been working out generally well. Like you know, I still like Heel Nakamura. He's working with like you know his, his backstage segments have been funny. I feel like uh, AJ is still. You know, everybody still likes AJ. Everybody still wants him to succeed. So the dynamic is working. And I feel like their match quality is improving a lot, too. And that that match, that main event was great. Like, I feel like that was one of their better singles matches they've had. You know, like, I, I feel, you know, even though it was just like a, a, you know, no stipulation, like, it was, you know, the 
the spots looked clean. They had great reversals. And I love the finish because it, it just was like, you know, I feel like his Kinshasa, since since he's heel, he lays it in a little bit more. And it, that yeah. one, you know, AJ knows how to fucking ragdoll when he gets hit by it. Yeah, so, that's, that's true. And there was no, uh, and it was no schmaz either. Like, so, so pretty much, you know, Nakamura went over um, clean. Like, I think, was, was the, the, there, no, there was a referee spot. He did cheat. Um, yeah, he, you, remember, you know how when Eddie, like, hit the mat with the, with the, uh, with the, chair. with the chair and then dropped down. So basically, Nakamura went down, like, he, like, and crossed his legs. Like, he got hit in the nuts. And then the referee was looking like, uh, he was looking at AJ, getting ready to call the match. AJ was like, no, 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 no. And then uh, Nakamura gets up and then blindsides him. And then uh, AJ falls. And then Nakamura comes, Kinshasa him, one, two, three. That was the end. Yeah. But it was a a great match, though. Like, it was definitely a good SmackDown main event. Um, But, yeah, I was happy with that. So they said they said the winner of that match uh, chooses stipulation. What do you think the stipulation is gonna be? Yeah. So like I, I know a lot of people are saying it's either gonna be Iron Man or Last Man Standing, and I feel like I feel like WWE as a company likes Last Man Standing more than uh, um, Iron Man. Uh-huh. I I personally would prefer Iron Man. Um, because Last Man Standing matches they 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 can be good. But I when I when I think back to it and you know mainly like the people in Overslam kind of opened me up to this. But when I think about Last Man Standing matches, I can't really think of too many recently, at least that I was a huge fan of. Whereas like with Iron Man, you have more of a of a chance to you know you have multiple falls and you have a time limit and like you know you, you're guaranteed a thirty minute all out, you know, you know, multiple finish thing where you can have a compelling storyline. Like as long as you don't do the thing where it's like, you know, that was like, who, who was it? Sasha and Charlotte, like when they were tied and then five minutes in, you decide to tap out, even though you're tied, like you didn't have to do that, you know, but that didn't make any sense. But regardless, like, I I feel like uh, Iron Man would be more interesting Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I, to be honest, I, I'm not going to complain if it is last man standing, but, um, I understand why some people might be miffed if it is. Yeah. Like what's his name? Um, uh, Kenny Omega and Okada is having a best two out of three falls match. No time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking maybe that, you know, two out of three falls, you know? Yeah. That would be cool too. Yeah. So okay. I mean, to, to be honest, like, I mean, you're getting to see them fight more, so I, yeah. I, it's hard for me to complain. That's a um, fact. Like, like, because so as long when as they... You know, as long as they eliminate the, the chance for more schmaz finishes. Like, when they, I, when I really they, when like... they bought them in, and you know it's one thing that's crazy? and It's like, I never, I didn't think about this. Like, WWE paid both these guys mad bread to bring them into their company, and you know, everybody wanted the dream match, the dream match, the dream match. But WWE's thinking like, fuck a dream match. I'm about to milk these motherfuckers for all they got, <laughs> you know? Yeah, pretty and so much. I, I would do the same. I would get my money's worth out of them, you know? 
I'm not. Yeah. I'm not bringing in Michael Jordan into my organization. You know, for him to play one game. You know, I want him yeah, to win exactly. me a, a multiple championships. You know? <laughs> you know what I Especially mean? Especially if they're gonna be there week to week. It's not like they're yeah. you know the Rock who's gonna be there for an episode or two. Exactly. So, and and that's the way uh, I'm looking at it. And I'm and I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah. But um, either way, I'm happy with that. Um, was there anything else from SmackDown that you that you wanted to bring up or? No, I'm I'm kind of good on SmackDown for the moment, for the time. Um, yeah, let's qu- let's quickly talk about NXT because uh, I did I did enjoy what I saw in there. Like they had um some pretty cool matches on there. In particular, I did want to bring up. Um, so, so they had, uh, Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. They're having a match. It seems like it's going to be a classic and then they get interrupted by Lars Sullivan. Um, and then it, like, they're kind of alluding to like a team. Like, I, do you think they're like, I don't know if it's going to be permanent, but like, do you think they're going to do a team up angle with them too? Or what? I'm not sure. But I would definitely it enjoy it. I would definitely enjoy a little a, a temporary team up because of you know how they went into Regal's office, like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I'm going off. I was like, yeah. that'd, that'd be interesting to see if they like you know do a we're enemies but we become like partners type. but at the same time they do that all the time in NXT. So maybe that's not a good idea, but you know, at least if they build to a mutual respect, that would be cool. Yeah. Um but uh, after that, there was that um, Candice LeRae, Tommaso Ciampa segment, which was cool. Yo, the but, whole time, uh, I was like, like no. still off on a Ciampa. I was like, punch a Ciampa, punch a... <laughs> Yo, for real, like, to, to be honest, like, so a lot of people know, like, Candice LeRae had, like, a reputation for having matches with dudes a lot. Yeah. So I was like, are they building to a feud between Candice LeRae and Tommaso Ciampa? Like... That's uh, that's legit what it felt like in the ring. Uh, I swear and, to God. I, I, I can't. and Triple H said during a press conference, you think what uh Champa has done so far is sinister, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I was like, Oh god, please let him fight Candice LeRae. Was, that would be so good. I want I want that to happen. I really do. Because like But you know, also at the same time, Triple H was the main Triple H was the one not not Stephanie, not Vince. Triple H was the one that said there would be no more intergender matches. But then what happened at WrestleMania? He's he's like putting fucking Ronda Rousey <laughs> into a power bomb. Yeah. So like, it, it's hard to say what they're gonna do. I know they're they're trying to work us with this, but I you know the tension is good, the story's good. I you know I'm into it. Yeah. Um. Me too. And then uh, you we had uh, also ugh, this guy, man. This guy, Kona Reeves. This guy is a cornball. I haven't oh, said cornball in a long time, but yeah. I feel like he's like the the biggest cornball in the company right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, <man. laughs> this dude is like, you, and you know what's sad? Like when this dude was like just a straight Hawaiian, like when he was coming yeah. out before with his Hawaiian theme song, I was at least, I was... I didn't mind seeing him because I was like, he, he, he looks like he's Samoan, but he's not 
or he's not like Samoan dynasty Samoan. Like he might be part Samoan or whatever, but they're just playing up all. He's from Hawaii and he, you know, has like a, he kind of looks like the rock or whatever. Yeah. And he had no gimmick, but he had the theme. Like, I don't know. I kind of liked his Hawaiian theme song for some reason. Pretty much. But now that he's like this weird, no pants having, like, supposed to be pretty dude who does these sloppy looking spots like it was cringeworthy like and the guy who he was fighting was good um what's his name uh, uh hispanic dude fucking, uh fucking he wrestled last I always week forget too. his name yeah like <laughs> uh, i always forget his name i really do um it's right there or, raul mendoza raul, yeah raul, raul mendoza, mendoza. Yeah, raul yeah so mendoza. he's having this match with him and raul mendoza is good but it's like I don't know. Like, maybe I'm being too hard on Conor Reeves, but he did some move that looked really, really bad, and I was just like, I can't watch this. It's making my head hurt. Um, So, I don't know. But if anything, it's entertain- It's funny to me because this is it's like a gimmick that nobody asked for, and it's getting him heat, but I don't know if it's getting him the right kind of heat, but maybe that's the point. I don't know. What do you, what do you, like, where's your head at with the Connor Reeves? No, I'm kind of done with him. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't think any of us were even, like, started with him to begin with, but. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so then the, the main event, they had uh, Oni Lorkin and oh, Danny Bunch. This is great. This is great. Uh, with Pete Dunn versus the, the. Um, Undisputed Undisputed Era. <laughs> And it's you know you know what like so so what I really like about Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch for like just just the star like when they had their program before when they were having like the rivalry I yeah you know, I like the clash of styles because they work really like you know strong um, and you know for WWE style especially yeah. and then when they start teaming up like they do the one two thing and I was like I don't know why they didn't make that their tag team name like why don't they just call them the, themselves like the one two or the, like one, the one two punch two, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like they like they might as well because that's ha- like they're pretty much doing that already yeah but um regardless uh their their match was dope like I mean you know it's it's exactly what you would expect from from all those guys and then uh what surprised me though was that um Pete Dunn and you know the one i'm just gonna call him one two punch they went over <laughs> oh yeah yeah i love that also uh i don't know if i didn't know danny birch didn't have a contract me neither i he just I got signed yeah i thought i thought he was always with nxt <laughs> like you know because he was he's been there since the european t- tournament hasn't he yeah wait i think yeah, was he there before that he might have, you know what he might i think he was he was. He actually was because when when he was in the European tournament, they said he was like an NXT or you know a representative. That but maybe he was kind of like because there was a couple of people that kind of float around NXT that don't have a, like one hundred percent deals. Like um, I've seen like some some woman that kind of float around and some some of the lower card guys, but sometimes they get the pushes so. You know how Blue Pants was there for a while, and yeah. she was, but she was always there. Yeah. It was kind of like that, and I guess they finally signed him on because yeah. I guess they like where there's this whole Oni Lorkin thing is going. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like you know, like once again, I like they're putting on 
uh, dope matches. And, you know, uh, the, one of the things I like about Undisputed Era is how they, like, even though their team is imposing and everybody likes them and they're dastardly and their heels and shit, they don't win all the time. But when they do, like, they make their wins count in a way. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with them. Oh, do you follow Adam Cole or any of the Undisputed Era guys on, on Instagram? I f- no, I think... No, I follow Kyle O'Reilly on Twitter, but... I don't follow him on. It's just the greatest shit ever, yo. So they post like basically like travel vlogs of where they at, right? On mm-hmm. Instagram, and like uh, it's just great, man. Go and watch them, yo. It's it's one. They was at like a pool, and they all had their titles, and it was like they was tanning with their titles. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. Yeah, I love those guys, man. Oh, Adam Cole has a new shirt out too. It says Adam Cole, baby, and on the back is the Undisputed logo, Undisputed Era logo. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. I did see so that. So I'm definitely copying that. I gotta cop that in the Ricochet Ricochet shirt. Word. Um. Yeah, man. Any other takes from this week, or are we good? Um, for the most part, we're good. I'm, 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 I'm curious to see what's gonna happen with this new deal. I don't think anything's gonna go into effect until next year. Yeah, so, probably. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this, uh, with this whole deal and everything. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if SmackDown Live is going to go to three hours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see, man. Because I, I think it would be a great idea to shop it with uh, 205 Live or NXT or something like that, instead of pushing it to three hours. You don't need three hours of SmackDown. Yeah, definitely don't. But I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do because. Regardless, they keep making money, so they yeah. they must have some idea what they're that, doing. Even uh, though whoever is in charge of them making bread, they them motherfuckers is doing their job. You know, <laughs> shout yeah. out to them. <laughs> like they don't. At least somebody's doing what they're supposed to do over there. Exactly. Yeah, whoever's negotiating these deals, yeah, shout out to you. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, man, I'm good. Uh, you got anything else? Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I've I've done my ranting for the day. Yeah, man. You know, uh, this is a pretty long episode. You know, we're sorry. You know, if you guys were coming in a little late, but you know, we had some some work duties and all that other stuff. And a lot of searching. Had a lot of searching we had to do this week. My, you know? For the for the record, part yeah. of the reason why I was unprepared is because my computer is doing this damn update and it literally just finished. So listen, like if you, I, if you listen to any of my other podcasts, I'm never prepared. Okay, we did a whole episode with nothing but hot takes one time. Like <laughs> <laughs> we just named it hot takes. Like <laughs> it's, it's off the cuff. It's real. It's yeah. Like the just. Imagine there's a conversation yeah. with your homies in the parking lot somewhere. That's that's basically how I wanted to frame this show was basically just have a conversation like how we always have our wrestling conversations. Exactly. You know, we never have. I I never have a fact. You know what I mean? Like Yokozuna died in 1992 in my book. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was fucked up. But yeah, man, let's end it before I say some more dumb ass shit. All right. <laughs> uh, yo, shout out to uh, the Overslam Facebook group. You know, shout out to the Barbershop Mentality Facebook group. Those guys are still assholes. Don't not, you know, you can join, but you know, just be prepared. Block your page. Make it private. Don't add anybody as a friend. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, man, for my boy JD, um, old damn Dell, and this is Smart Mortality Podcast. Peace out. My boy J.